0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, every year on this Sunday, which is the Sunday of the middle of the Lent, we read the story of the Samaritan woman, and how the Samaritan woman, when she comes to meet the Lord Jesus Christ, that she leaves her water pot, or her jar, and then uh, She goes uh, telling everybody about what what Christ has done with her and, and who he is. So this Sunday, not only the Samaritan woman is going to leave her water pot, we're going to leave the Samaritan woman herself, okay, along with her water pot. Or in other words, we're going to take the Samaritan woman without her water pot, and we're all gonna go and watch a different scene. And the church lays for us today, in front of us, a great feast of the Coptic Church, which is the Feast of the Cross. It is a feast that we celebrate twice a year. We celebrate in the month of March, and we also also celebrate uh, during uh, the month of September, and this year it is so happened to be on a Sunday and because of the greatness of the feast, we tell the Samaritan woman, don't be upset from us. We're going to forget about you this year. We're we'll not really forget about you, but we're going to take take you along with us this year and we're all going to talk about something which you, yourself, came to appreciate very much and understand the significance of. Remember that the Samaritan woman, whenever she went to the well, she went to the well to draw water, water that she drank from. And quickly, uh, soon enough, afterwards, she became thirsty again and she had to draw more water. But the Lord Jesus Christ, he told her, if you come to experience the water that I give, you will no longer thirst. And this is what we're talking about today is the water that the lord jesus christ and what he did for us that whomever drinks from that water does not thirst again we know that on the day of the crucifixion when jesus was put on the cross and after his death when the centurion around along with his soldiers were going around to ensure the death of all those that were executed that day They came to break the legs of the two thieves the one on the right and the one on the left but when they came to the lord jesus christ they decided to do something different and then they decided to pierce his side to ensure his death and when they came to pierce his side two things came out of his side what were they blood and water again that's the water whomever drinks from shall never thirst and never thirst again this is the water of life this is the life giving life-giving blood of our lord uh, jesus christ when we come to look at the cross i'm gonna meditate with you on three meanings that come from the cross and uh, and by god's grace we want to see how we can put this into application in our life Our will the first thing I need to correct in our understanding, okay? Because a lot of times when we uh, uh, try to understand salvation in, in orthodoxy, okay, sometimes we go to one extreme and we forsake another, okay? So the, the study of what is salvation and, the, and our concept and understanding of salvation in orthodoxy, they call that soteriology. The word soteriology comes from sotir, okay? Sotir is a Coptic word, okay, it means savior. So, salvation, soteriology, okay? A lot of times when people, different people, look at the cross, they understand the cross as a transaction, okay? The cross as a transaction. Meaning what? Meaning we sin, right? We're sentenced to death. So, there is, a, in other words, there is a fine that needs to be paid, right? We just got a a big fine a big ticket okay and now somebody gotta pay this ticket right so so jesus comes and he dies on the cross and it's just a mere transaction okay this is though the big part of that concept in itself may be true because we are we we did we did sin And we did fall under the sentence of death as an outcome of our sin. But the cross is not just a mere transaction. The cross is way more than that. The cross is a manifestation of the Lord's love for us. The cross is a manifestation or is a declaration of God's love for us. Okay? And it's not a transaction in the same sense that you are standing at a ticket booth, right? And you are just paying the fee. But it's way more than that. One of the very interesting uh, meditations that I, I have heard in the past. When the Lord Jesus Christ was on the cross, he said few words. صح? And one of the words that he said on the cross, he said, Father, Father. Why have you forsaken me? Okay? Eli Eli Lamak Sabaktani. Okay. Do you guys know when was the first time the word sabakhtani or shabaktani or forsaken me was mentioned in the Bible? This is this is the what what Christ was quoting when he said this. He said, yeah, the first verse of Psalm 22. Yes, this is from uh, Psalm 22. But that's not, I'm saying, when was the first time the word forsaken came in the Bible? It came actually, believe it or not, very early in the book of Genesis. When God created man, and he saw that it's not good for man to be alone. So he had men fall asleep. And then he took a rib out of man, and then he made what out of the rib? I mean, woman, okay? He made Eve. So when man woke up, and then he looked at Eve, he says, Behold, this is a bone from my bone, and a flesh from my flesh. And then the Bible continues on, and he says something really interesting. He says, for this reason, man leave his father and mother, and shall what? Cleave to his wife, Yatruk a Yatruk Yatruk Sabakhtani. For this reason man shall leave or forsake his father and mother and cleave to his wife. The first time the word forsake came in the Bible was in marriage, in the union of marriage. The first time that word came in the Bible was in the union of marriage that took place between Adam and Eve. So when Jesus is dying on the cross, it's not a transaction, but if I may say, it's a wedding. It's a marriage that is happening. A marriage that's happening between who? Between the bridegroom, right? And between the bride. Mean bride? you are the bride. you are the bride. Okay. So, men, you are the bride, woman, you are the bride. And who is the bridegroom? The Lord Jesus Christ. And when did is the wedding place or where is the wedding place? On the cross. Right? It's a manifestation of his love. The father. Left the son, or in other words, the son left the father, not in separation. Okay? Now Pharisee, okay? But when I say left, meaning what? Yani. He left him to come and be united with us because it is without this unity, without this union that is taking place on the cross, we are foreign to God, we are separated from Him. It is through that union that we can come and we can call God the Father, Abba Father. After she gets married, then she can call her father, and to Allah told her, dead. His name is Father in كويس. For now, through this union, we can call God the Father, Abba Father. So the cross is a manifestation of God's love to us it's not just a transaction okay the transaction then it 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 uh, it implies more of of a deal okay this is not a deal this is not a business deal okay but this is a marriage a union that is taking place now the question is god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son gave again okay he gave him, so gave his son. So the question is, you so love God that you do what? This is the question. Now we know what God love and what the manifestation of his love and, and, and what uh, how the expression of his love of, of what, what he did for us, that he died on the cross for us. Now the question is, how do you express your love to God? In your daily life, how do you express your love to God? Every time that, that you are faced with a sacrifice, something that you have to offer to him, something as simple as your food choices during a period of the Lent, Somebody came to me <clears throat> the other day, and he says, "Abuna, I lent Okay, I love. Okay, lent no problem. Okay, but I'm working out now. Okay, now this is time to uh, muscle up علشان I have whatever. But I'm scared of tryouts ولا games ولا seasons coming out. And this is, and then I gotta go to the gym every day. And I must eat chicken every day. Okay, this is the prescription that my personal trainer gave me. And then I look at him, I say, enough caring for the body. Enough caring for this body that will soon put away at one point. When are we going to care for the spirit? Okay, if God did this for us, because he loved us, you don't to give up chicken. <laughs> you're not able to give up chicken for God okay need to do we need to so every single day we're faced with decision for the love of God who loved you and died on the cross for you what are you going to do so let's take that as a a, a challenge or an exercise or something at least to keep in mind during this week that the cross is a manifestation and a symbol of his love for us, that he went to that extent. Now I say that I love him back, then what am I going to do? If you love me, says what? He says, if you love me, then keep my commandment. If you love me, keep my commandment. Now we read earlier <coughs> that In in, in the Pauline epistle, 1st Corinthians, St. Paul, he says that the cross to the uh, Greeks is foolishness, no wisdom in it. They don't see wisdom in it. And they say that the cross to the Jews is a curse, la'na. But to us, the cross is a blessing. Now, it became customary that any one of you come to Abuna, okay, and say, Abuna bless me. Abuna bless him, what does Abuna bless him? He, he takes some money from his pocket and gives him? No. Abuna, when, when they come and they tell him, bless me, Abuna, what, is what does he do? Then he does the sign of the cross. Right? Now, this concept again is one that has been twisted. Because... To carry the cross around is, to many people, is not necessarily a sign of blessing, but maybe a sign of blessing has more of like a materialistic meaning. I'll I'll tell you an interesting story. Many years ago, last time I was in Egypt, and this has been 15 years already, okay? I haven't been there for a while. I wanted to visit one of the churches, I don't want to say where, okay? I wanted to visit one of the churches. I got there and then the church was closed. And I had a group of youth with me and we're all excited to visit that church. And we go there and sure enough, the church is closed. So uh, I ask around who can open. For me, nobody is giving me an answer until I took out a few dollars from my pocket, right? And now all of a sudden when I took out the money, then they're like, Abuna, you want to open the church, you want to pray liturgy, you want Urban, you want Ibrahim Ayad, whatever you want, we can get you, okay? Now you just took out some <laughs> some, some money, okay? So, so of course, they opened the church. I said, no, no, I don't, I just want to go and see Abuna lazi That's all I <laughs> want. Just go and see our father and they used to go and see and visit this beautiful church. And that's it. So we go, we pray and then they tell each other, and this is one thing, okay, make sure whenever you give, give in secret, okay? Because if you give openly, well, there is many problems, okay? First, if you give in secret, you'll have reward in heaven, okay? But in Egypt, if you give openly, then you will attract all of them, and then, and then you will, so anyways. So I made a mistake of giving openly. So, so we prayed, and then by the time I come out of the church, there's like a line of 50 people waiting for me, okay? So يجيلي, come to me and says, Abuna, a blessing, a blessing. So I give money, I give money, I give money until I ran out of money. And then when I came to the last person, and then he says, Abuna, a blessing. So I looked at him and I said, Allah Barkak, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> and I did the sign of the cross on him and he gave me such a dirty look <laughs> he gave me a very bad look like, uh, and then he looked at me and he says no Abuna, like a blessing I'm like, I'm like, Habibi, this is a blessing too you know, <laughs> in, case, in case you don't know I, I mean, I know you're Christian and everything but in case you, you forgot but when you say Abuna, bless me this is what it's supposed to be because the cross truly became a sign of blessing it's a blessing in everything. It blesses our life. It blesses everything that we have, right? Because, because the reason this things that we have, it's it's from God. It's, it's His blessing. So the cross became to all of us, became to all of us a sign of blessing. I need you to remember this, okay? You want to bless your day? You want to have a blessed day? Start your day with the sign of the cross okay you want to bless your god bless your score and and your exam whatever exam that you're taking start your exam by doing the sign of the cross you want to bless the food that you're eating okay Uh, and we eat a lot of weird things in egypt okay but you know but you want to bless and you know and not get sick or anything you know start eating by doing the sign of the cross you know we come to celebrate anything we always started with the sign of the cross because this is where blessing comes because the, the the cross became a symbol of blessing the last thing the cross also became to us a symbol of victory even though in the old whoever got crucified was uh, an and you know an ultimate you know curse because this is a person who's tied up hands and feet to a, a, a piece a piece of wood in complete surrender and submission, not even able to move. Right now, I, I, I don't know if if you've ever experienced this, but uh, but uh, the uh, the lack of ability to move anything is is an is an extreme you know frustration, and a lot of times that would make you feel. You know absolutely helpless right so a lot of times people would look at a cross or look at an image of a person who according to their you know understanding helpless and they immediately think defeat okay being helpless defeat you're so defeated you can even scratch your nose if you wanted to okay (laughs) so you can not even show a fly if it comes okay it's absolute defeat but it's not it's not the cross is actually victory and in fact, the cross was the greatest victory that has been ever accomplished in the history of humanity. This is why today when we, when we read in the Senexarium about Queen Helen and, and her, her search of the cross, Queen Helen came so, so, uh, so anxious and, and so excited to search for the, for the cross because right prior to this, her son, who is going to war against the Persian with their endless uh, uh, army, right? And, And their great power. He saw the sign on the cross and then he heard the voice saying, in the sky and he heard the voice saying that, make the sign and by the sign you shall be victorious. By the sign of the cross you shall be victorious. And the victory... Is not in returning evil by evil. This is why the Bible teaches you, like, like, do not be defeated by evil. He says, but rather defeat evil by good. Defeat evil by good. This is how evil was defeated. By the goodness of God, blameless, righteous, without sin on the cross. (coughs) But that's not how we think. And sadly, a lot of times, that's not how we even raise our kids. We send our kids off to school, and what do we tell them? If somebody hits you, hit him back. Okay? That's... So we teaching? Are we teaching that the cross is victory? No, no, no. We're saying, ya olaad, cross is victory that in theory. Okay? But in application, this is your weapon. <laughs> okay? That's not your weapon. This is your weapon. This is your weapon. And believe me, every person who have tried in the past to resist evil by evil was ultimately defeated. But those who resisted evil by good, they were the ones victorious. Al-Ma'allim Girgis al-Guhari. Girgis He was the brother of Ma'allim Ibrahim al-Guhari. Ibrahim al-Guhari was like the prime minister of Egypt. And Mualim Girgis, every single day going to work, he would pass in front of a mosque. And the, the sheikh or the imam of the mosque would curse him out and would spit at him. At every day, going to his work, he has to take this morning course. Okay, it's like a morning, keda, uh, go and then get cursed, get spit at. And then, every day, الجهري, this is happening and he's a boiling. He's really upset until finally he calls his brother one day and he says, it's not right that my brother is the prime minister of Egypt, and every day I get cursed and spit spat at as I'm going to work. You got to do something to this dude, you know? You have to take care of him. And Ibrahim, his brother, he told him what? He says, don't worry. I'll cut his tongue for you. He's going to cut his tongue. My brother is going to send some soldiers. And then they're going to arrest the sheikh. And he pull out his tongue يعني, and chop. <laughs> okay? So he was he's happy, بقى, he's, he's, my, my brother is going to take care of يعني, he's going to take care of me. So the next day, Maalim Girgis is going to his work, and he passes in front of the mosque. And the sheikh is sitting right there. And as soon as he sees Ma'allim Girgis passing by, he gets up from his chair. And he bows down and he says, "Good morning, good morning, good morning." And he's doing like all of these things. what happened? The guy still speaks, right? So obviously his tongue didn't get cut off. But but there is a transformation that happened, right? So then the end of the day he calls his brother and he says, "What did you do?" He says, "I cut off his tongue." He said, "No, you didn't." He told me, "Good morning." You know, <laughs> he didn't cut off his tongue. What did you do? He says, at the end of the day, I send them a camel load of gifts. And along with that camel load of gifts, I send a small note with it saying a gift from Al Mahalim Girgis al A gift. So when this Sheikh he saw that look The guy whom I curse every morning and spit at is sending me a camel load of gifts and is sending me a blessing. It it kasaf. (laughs) He became embarrassed. So he truly cut his tongue. Who is victorious here? You know, how did they attain victory? By the fist or by the sword? No, they attained it by the cross, by the cross. So this week, let's take that also into consideration, our transaction with people, you know. People are going to do bad to you every day of your life, okay? No matter your workplace, at your school, at your home, from even the closest people to your friends, people are always going to keep making mistakes and they're going to always keep doing bad to you. How do you respond to this? You want to know how to respond to this? Look and see how Jesus responded to it on the cross. May we be here as doers of the word, and glory be to God forever. Amen.